Good morning and welcome to the second episode of Ready Row USA. We're a new rowing news broadcast from the US affiliated with Rowing Chat, which has been around for a long time, but we're starting up um, and we had our first episode in a couple weeks ago with Mark Wilson, who's with us today, and uh, Ellen Minsner of Community Rowing and who is a para rowing, Paralympic rowing coach. So you can look that up uh, in the show notes. And I'm Charlotte Pierce. I'm an independent publisher in the New England region. I'm a master's scholar from about six years, still working on my my technique, you know, progress, not perfection. Um, I'm a member of community rowing and I'm self-confessed rowing addict, as I freely admit, a rowing news addict and rowing addict. Um, our uh, podcast is, as I said, a production of Rowing Chat and Masters Rowing International. You'll find a lot of information on that Facebook group. Um, and we have a new website called rowing.chat. And today I have the honor of hosting Arshe Cooper, who's the author of Shuga Water and a founding or a member of the board on uh, Road New York. He'll tell you more about his, his um, career and Mark Wilson of All American Rowing Camp, who's both of these gentlemen spoke at the US Rowing Convention from uh, recently in, in um, San Diego, December 6th through the 9th, right, Mark? That right? That's right. OK, Arshay, can you tell us a little bit more about, I know that you have a long history, um, but you know, just a brief bio and, and tell us how you came to be here and with Row New York and those groups. Hi, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, again, my name is Arshay Cooper um, from Chicago. I started rowing in 1997. Um, I had a gentleman by the name of Ken Alpard who uh, went to University of Pennsylvania, moved to Chicago, uh, wanted to do something with his time and money. So he um, um, decided to uh, start a team um, in what the media um, called our school was the, the one of the most violent and worst schools in the city of Chicago. So he wanted to go there. And he decided to start a team that started with uh, 21 um, African-American uh, young men. And, um, you know, and we began rowing, you know, there was a lot of obstacles, you know, we didn't trust the water <laughs> um, or, or adults. <laughs> and, um, but you know what, he had an amazing speech. He said, rowing give you the opportunity to travel, um, to go to college and do a lot of great things. And so, you know, I, took a chance and started rowing for four years in high school and, and completely changed my life, my mindset, um, my weight, in <laughs> uh, the way I, the way I interact with people. And um, after that, went to college. My um, school didn't have a rowing team, so I rowed at the Lincoln Park Boat Club for four more years. After that, began coaching, uh, took a break from rowing, uh, became a professional chef, uh, Le Cordon Blue Chef traveled um, for for years, and uh, just a few years ago, I um, wrote a book called Sugar Water, uh, a memoir of my experience rowing uh, in Chicago. Uh, soon after that, um, started traveling and helping uh, community boathouses start their rowing club. Uh, a lot of just a lot of recruiting in schools, a lot of meeting with parks, uh, you know, a lot of um, 
working with coaches, coaching coaches on youth development and, and, and starting uh, a team right there in the community. And the goal was to, you know, make sure that our rowing clubs reflect the city and the communities we live in and this uh, and the great diversity in, in our country. Um, and so that was kind of the plan. That, that was the goal. And from there, I was on the board of Row New York, began speaking at U.S. rowing conventions every year and um, and now um, running all the programs for Row New York. So that's kind of been um, my journey. Can you, so you, we wanted to do a, a bit of a recap of what you guys talked about and who you spoke with at the, at the U.S. Rowing Convention. And can you tell us a little bit about, you know, recapping the inclusion and in, which they call the ID? Yeah, ID. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was usually called the Diversity Inclusion Forum. Um, and now, you know, it's, it's, I have maybe 70 people. Um, in my session and my session is called how do you make the bow house the lighthouse of the community and usually it's the same group of um of people again who have this passion to see uh diversity in the sport of rowing and we talked about how do you go into you know this non-traditional uh rowing communities and uh inner city communities under resourced communities and recruit in those schools how do you build relationships with schools how do you talk to parks how do you develop uh, relationships with community leaders and 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 buy in, get them to buy into the sport of rowing. So um, the message was more on you know recruiting, retention, fundraising, um, uh, and and how to build a a bull house that's inclusive to people with disabilities, veterans, um, young people in the city communities, um, and, and and for everyone. And how do you create that and and everyone pretty much been working towards that. And it's all been, um, you know, just, you know, knowing what you know best, um, talking to, telling stories of how Rowan changed your life. And, you know, Maya Angelou said, we are more alike than we are unalike, you know, when we all in that boat, we all want to win, you know, we all get calluses. We, you know, our back hurts and, you know, it's, it's, it's tough for everyone, but it doesn't <laughs> matter who you are, where you come from, you learn to trust each other. Um, you learn to move together, you, you, you learn to uh, swim and do a lot of great things like that. And so um, that's pretty much what we've been um, talking about for the last four years. But now, you know, our CEO, Patrick, has really, really been um, a part of uh, pushing diversity and inclusion in a sport of rowing. Um, that's Patrick McNerney. McNerney, yeah. Um, and so, you know, so what he done, he worked together with me, Tom Darling, Amanda Cross, and um, a few others on starting a strategic planning committee uh, for diversity and inclusion um, in the sport of rowing. And basically, we get together and we talk about what are the needs of some of these small community bullhouses? Um, how do they find funding? Um, what are their mission statements? Um, and, and how do we connect with each other? So basically we in a very beginning phase on, um, on how to work with these young boat houses and how um, to, to get them to from point A to point B. Um, and so right now we are developing our mission statement and uh, trying to build a solid team. Um, and we do want to see in, you know, in the 2028 Olympics in LA, a more diverse boat um representing our country well and it's being an old elderly rower myself is is do you 
consider um, like older masters rowers as part of the inclusion and diversity? Or oh yeah, that... of course. Every, I think it's everyone. You know, you know, I, I would I would visit college a college house, right? And they would say, hey, why don't you uh, check out the diversity inclusion um, building? And when I look, it would be just like you know either all African-Americans or all Hispanics. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool, but how do we get rowers involved? How do we get um, different people from different places involved? But yes, I do I do include you guys a part of the inclusion. That's, that's um, private schools, that's schools in inner city, that's um, veterans, there's masters, that's everyone uh, being a part of the same picture. Well, it seems like, you know, with, in our club at Community Rowing, you know, a lot of the masters rowers are like they're helping with Row Boston or the para rowing or the veterans. Like, you know, it's it's a very um, interconnected thing, and we can support those, you know, other individual inclusion programs too. Yeah, when I, I visited Pocock Foundation, uh, Renton Bow House, and also uh, Delta Sculling, um, and these youth programs that are just starting are really uh, being pushed not only by the coaches, but the master's programs have a very big part of helping with um, fundraising and um, events. Um, so working together has been um, has been amazing, has been a big plus mm -hmm. to um, special youth programming, working together with the masters. Hey, uh, so, well, that's, this, that's really exciting. And um, do you think that, I mean, not to bring any negatives, but is there any pushback on this? Is there, or is, are people universally supportive of, of the uh, focus on inclusion and diversity? Yeah, I think people are supportive. Um, I, I think everyone's supportive. I think that it's people just focusing on, on different things. It's not their focus, but they're super supportive of it. And mm -hmm. so they say, hey, it, those who want to do it, do it, <laughs> you know? Um, and so I think, our job is to to do the work, but um, to just you know, if if people want to be a part of it by giving or connecting us with um, people that help them build their bull house or their relationship with parks, I think that's enough. Um, there is no pushback from what I heard, but I think you know it's it's more like okay, let's do the work. Let's yeah. not um let's let's not talk about it. But to be honest, you know, I, for the last few years, I spent a lot of time traveling, visiting a ton of bull houses. And um, there are a couple of bull houses that been around for a long time in different cities that's been mostly um, just kind of like master's rowers or, um, you know, young people who started off rowing in college and kind of stuck around uh, in those neighborhoods. And, you know, someone said, hey, let's Let's you know. Let's get young people from other resource communities involved, and there's been pushback on on that in, in, in certain cities. But um, you know, and I will go and meet with those those people and and tell them how you know you know it doing you know adding diversity only makes the boathouse powerful. It, it 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 draws more attention to the sport of rowing, and uh, it opens you know, uh, opportunities for athletes from all different places who, who, who don't have a shot of making the basketball team, but very athletic, don't make, uh, don't have a shot of um, being a part of the football team because uh, there's only a certain amount of athletes that can be a part of the team. And, and, you know, they start to think about it and, and, and some people are open, some people are not, but uh, when it comes to us Rowan and everyone that was, that was there, I think everyone really, um, was excited about seeing uh, where our sport is headed and, right. and, and 
where, where our focus is at. Right. I, I know that I'm inspired by, you know, like our para rowing, you know, if they can get out there at 530 in the morning, certainly mm -hmm. I can. You know. So, uh, Mark, did you have any uh, feedback on what you observed on, on Arshay's track at the U.S. Rowing Convention? I mean, can you tell us a little bit about your your brief bio? Yeah, thank you, Charlotte. And thanks, Arshay. Mm -hmm. um, it is it is really exciting to be part of U.S. Rowing right now. And, and both Arshay and I are a little bit on the fringe, but we're certainly moving you know, we're moving things along and, and making note of, of what's going on. And I think to follow up with Arshay's comments about inclusion and diversity is really the way the sport itself is changing right now and needing to change. Mm -hmm. um, I think from what we've learned at the U.S. Rowing Convention from Patrick McNerney, the CEO of, of U.S. Rowing, and other presenters and other people that that I talked with personally, and I know Arshay did as well, is that the sport is changing. We're not just going to be like we have been over mm -hmm. the last uh, 100 years. Um, they talk, Patrick talked numerous times about rowing as a, you know, as a sport, the traditional sport. It's been involved with the, every modern Olympics um, in history, but the venue has, is going to change. Uh, the 2000 meter distance is going to change. Um, the sport itself is going to change. And I, and I equate it the way I see it is very similar to way bicycling is going or swimming is going, you know, not only do we have this indoor swimming now with the traditional, you know, the traditional events like the 200 meter freestyle, but now we've got triathlons and we've got the open water swim and in sailing, we've got all these different events and in bicycling, we have different events. It's not just the, the velodrome anymore. So rowing has got to change as well. And I think that's one of the things that is, is exciting about the inclusion diversity, not only in the who but also the how and the what. So now instead of only having a 2000 meter race, that is an option. And now you can get more people, more diverse athletes, not just diverse um, people, but diverse athletes involved with indoor rowing, which is going to, we're going to have a national championships in 2019 for indoor rowing, which you don't have to be the stereotypical um model athlete to be on an erg you can be a little different it's okay and then the coastal rowing which is another big focus for for us rowing and for fisa also will de develop different body types and different people and different backgrounds which is also very exciting so i think the things that our say was just talking about about expanding the boathouse changing the way the boathouse looks is going to be transcribed now as we go into these other um activities. It's still rowing. We're still facing backwards. Most of the time we still have two oars in our hands, you know, with the coastal rowing, it's going to be a single, a double and a quad, but, uh, and the indoor rowing is, is just different, which is great. So I think those are really exciting things. Um, I, I, um, I just read Arshay's book, Shugo Water, and that was, or that was one of the quotes, or maybe it was in your talk, the award that you got, um, you're always facing backward, but you're looking, or you know, you learn from facing. What was the quote? You oh yeah, I said in uh, in rowing, um, we we row forward by looking in the opposite direction. I learned it's okay that it's okay to look back as long as you keep moving forward. Yeah, I I completely one hundred percent agree with that mentality. I think that's that was actually that's really funny that you say that because that's that was the quote of my uh, my uh, family. 
Christmas card that I just wrote oh. a couple of weeks ago <laughs> was always moving forward. And I think that's one of the things that's really, really important with our sport. And if we don't look forward, if we don't see how change can be a beneficial aspect to our sport we're going to be left behind because everybody knows if you're not changing, you're falling behind. And so I think that's really exciting with the whole coastal bit that's coming forward. And, and um, personally, I would rather see people on the water and I hope that the indoor initiative brings people to the water. And I think our would probably agree with that as well. Indoor rowing's fun. You know, it can be all, you know, about the competition and see how dig how deep you can dig uh, physically and mentally. But uh, there's nothing better than being out on the water, right? So uh, I think that's Which is really why important. I'm coming to your rowing camp this uh, yeah. January. Yeah, <laughs> so we appreciate that. We'd love to see other people come down uh, yeah. to our site in, in Florida in, in the winter time or other times. But the, the the let me give you just a couple of tidbits of details on the coastal bit if we have time. Yes. And uh, just to let you know, around the country, there's a group of about 21 people who have uh, joined this coastal initiative and they're scheduled events for um, Boston, San Francisco or the Bay Area, Seattle, Chicago, uh, Arche's hometown and also Sarasota, Florida. All those events will happen in the uh, 2019 calendar year um, and how big it gets is really up to, you know, U.S. rowing and also to the uh, venues and also to the the way people kind of embrace this this new opportunity to be out on the water. Um, they're different events. It's not the same sport. There's uh, a little bit of orienteering that's involved, a little bit of navigation, and certainly aspects of uh, you know more of that bump and run kind of thing that you might get in stock car racing. So it's kind of exciting. There's certainly and then the weather, the winds, the waves, all of that sort of thing uh, really adds to the excitement factor. So I think it will become um, not that, you know, we as rowers really enjoy the visual aspect of a 2000 meter race. Um, we know what's going on, but for the layman who happens to watch rowing every four years on the Olympic schedule, there'll be something a little more exciting to watch um, in the coastal aspect, especially now with drones and overhead video and so on. So, U.S. Rowing's making a push for this. It's really important. Visa's behind it. It will be a, um, uh, most likely, I won't say 100%, but most likely it will be an exp ex uh, ex exhibition sport, excuse me, in Paris and uh, not in not in Tokyo, I don't think, but uh, certainly in Paris it will be. Paris is what year? I'm sorry. Paris is uh, 2024 and then okay. LA 2028. So in Tokyo, obviously 2020. Well, keep us informed. Are you, are you, sounds like you're getting pretty involved in this. Do you uh, have you know, a boat uh, down there in Florida? Or? I've got a, yeah, I've got a boat in Florida, teach people how to row. And that's the other thing that's neat about the inclusion side of things and this opportunity for coastal is that the boats are completely they're awesome to teach people how to row in. So the opportunity to just grab somebody off the street, put them into a coastal single, you can, they can be rowing, especially if they've had a little bit of erging or a little bit of indoor rowing um, uh, instruction, they can be rowing in 15 minutes. And well, that as I remember is, Lake Beresford, it's, it looked about like that coastal rowing. Sometimes, uh, you know, I think any water. <laughs> I think any water, but one of the things they're talking about is in Chicago would be then going into Lake Michigan. So instead of on the river, mm -hmm. you'd be having a having a real coastal event <laughs> on an inland sea, right, Arche? Yeah. Uh, you've seen it, I'm sure. I have plenty of times where it's like the ocean. So, yeah. um, Just so it's think, not the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald or something. No, we're hoping not, right? <laughs> that that would be the that would be the wrong message. But uh, but well, uh, I, I've been uh, pretty kind exciting. Of 
I've been a little more aware of coastal rowing since we talked the last time. And um, I joined this Facebook group, uh, the Scottish, they're, they're it's hysterical. They're so funny, but they're like, they're way into it. You know, they're. We're, you know, we at the, in the U S have really been stuck in the tradition. And mm -hmm. I think that is something that is changing with Patrick's message. I think that's really important for people like Arshay and others mm -hmm. that are out there seeing that rowing again has to change be, to be, to stay relevant. It has, we have to stay relevant in our international forum. Um, so I think that there's a lot to do. Um, we're behind, uh, the Irish, uh, coastal team has way more experience in, than the U S team right now. And, um, you know, and we have to move forward, which is, which is a cool thing to be able to do. So. Good. Well, um, are Shay any feedback on that or, or yeah, I love, I just love the indoor and coastal idea. Um, I love it. You know, I was listening to a, uh, a Seattle Seahawks alumni speak about uh, football and the kid asked, asked him, he said, Hey, so what do you love most about football? And he said, you know, his grandpa loved football, his dad loved football, and he watched an old video. His parents played football. Uh, I mean, his dad played football, and his grandpa played football. And he said, what I love about football right now is that there is a position for everyone. You know, uh, if you're just kicking, if you're tall, if you're short, if you weigh 300 pounds, if you weigh um, 200 pounds, there, like there's a position. I just love the fact that there's a position for everyone. And I think this opens up a position for a lot of people. Like we went into schools and kids say, uh, uh, you know, they say, hey, you know, I, I feel like I'm too big to play basketball or I'm too big to do volleyball or I'm too short. Um, you know, and the erg fits people of all sizes, you know, and um, just, this um, erg idea and coastal idea opens up doors for every single person. Doesn't matter ability, where you are, where you're from, um, how you look. And I think that's that's amazing. That's going to get more people involved uh, in a sport of rowing. So I, I really, really love this idea. That's cool. I know that um, just our focus on rowing for all at Community Rowing is it just like, it gives you a good feeling being part of something like that. You know, it's just, it's, it's um, inspiring. And uh, is there, are there any other uh, U.S. rowing convention uh, observations that you want to uh, bring up? Um, I think, I think the one, the one thing that, you know, I got several times in, in hearing uh, our CEO speak is the fact that, um, Again, we have we are changing. You know, we have yeah. to we have to change. And I think one of the other things that was interesting and had heard it a couple of times was the discussion about um, about the USA gymnastics. Um, I'll call it a debacle. Um, mm -hmm. That's my word, but it really has been. It, um, and I think that U.S. rowing is in front um, with with safe sport and with other coaching education. Um, initiatives I think we are I think we are in front um, you know I'm sure there are isolated incidences of, of wrongdoing in, in every single group activity in the world um, but I think we're doing a good job and I think for hearing from Patrick um, he and in, in support of uh, the opportunity to be a be a safe sport and having an opportunity for people to be out in front of that I think is important so cool. Like and what is the uh, RITA, the Rowing Industry Trade Association? Yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. So the so RITA came about um, from an old friend of mine, Chip Davis. He used to um, run daily or weekly his uh, uh, 
rowing news newspaper out of Hanover, New Hampshire, and it's turned into an international publication. Um, but his idea is called uh, the Rowing um, Industry Trade Association, RITA for short. And the whole idea with RITA is to gather uh, the voices, the, the um, manufacturers mostly, of all of the sporting equipment that, ha that rowing uses, the Concept2, Croker, uh, all the boat builders, Pocock, Vespoli, Filippi, Empocker, bring them all together and give them a little bit louder voice in um, discussions about um, the way U.S. rowing might might present things and, and how they can better situate themselves and, and really makes the sport better. Um, so that was kind of an interesting little thing. And we'll be hearing more about that organization as they formalize and create a governance um, organization and so on. But Ooh. that was brand new coming out this week. Arshay, any any uh, final words on the convention? Oh, no, just that, you know, I, I'm excited for next year. Uh, I think the momentum was great. Um, there was a lot of laughs, a lot of smiling faces there. Uh, we got direction, um, you know, and I think um, we got we got some vision. Um, um, and, and there was a mission that our CEO um, uh, set before us. And I think now that, you know, we all see that and we hear it and, and we heard it with a lot of passion that we can race towards something. And um, I, I'm excited to, to, to be a part of that and um, um, to, to make things happen. So I, I, I will tell people do not mix, miss out on uh, convention next year, be a part of it, sit in those sessions, pay for it. It's a great investment. Awesome. And tell, tell us uh, as we wrap up, um, what's, what uh, like the three things that are coming up for you, exciting things, and how people can reach you if you will, okay, if you're acceptable. To oh yeah, yeah. So um, what's exciting is that we have these waterside chats um, every month, hosted um, by me and Amanda in, in Row, New York, uh, where we have now people calling all over the country, and we basically um, work with you on how to start your boathouse, how to recruit, how to keep your young people. Um, and how to be a part of the rowing community. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, second thing is um, I'm working with Mary Mazio, uh, who is uh, a 92 Olympian, who's doing a documentary on the Sugar Water story, which is exciting. We have Dwayne Wade involved, Grant Hill. Uh, we have some pretty um, good people that want to be a part of that. We were just in Chicago last week. Um, um, visiting my high school, going through all the different locations in sh uh, Chicago. Um, so uh, we start in production uh, in the next couple months. So I'm pretty excited about that. No, will uh, you be out for uh, the Grace Grit and Glory? Because she's been being honored there, I think. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> she's, I think that. that's what Ellen said last week, right, Mark? Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, she's, she's a happening person. That's pretty oh, cool. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So I got to. Um, so, how can people reach you? You can reach me at www.rshaycooper.com. Um, learn about more about what I do, where I'm at, and um, you know, how I can help you. I'm all about making sure that you know the sport of rowing is is everywhere. So just reach out to me. Uh, I'm there to help, and um, I would love to see how I can uh, check out what Mark is doing. Mark, where are you in Florida? Where are you? Yeah, so thanks for asking, Arshay. I'm in Deland, Florida, and I own uh, All American Rowing Camp. And we, again, I think we're kind of this ambassador or uh, evangelical kind of setup, you know, like you are, Arshay. You know, all we want to do is have people row better, you know. Yeah. So um, enjoying the sport, whether it be in a single or a quad or, or uh, 
coastal boat, whatever, just to row safely and, and uh, enjoy the time outside. So All-American Rowing Camp is what I do. I also work for AccuDoc, which is a floating dock company, and we we support uh, rowing programs and clubs all around the world as well. Um, currently working with a club in England on a big project, and behind me are a couple pictures from the Olympics and Rio and stuff. And we so we're we're a good organization as well. So that's that's kind of what I do: floating and docks and uh, then floating boats. So good. your market allamericanrowingcamp.com is that that's correct? correct. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Cheryl. Well, thank you both. I mean, I'm just really enjoying these talks and. Um, I hope we can have you both on regularly. And, uh, you know, I think we're thinking about doing um, about every two weeks a session. So keep keep the ideas coming. If you're listening, please, you know, send us in topics. Uh, send us your club news. You know, if you have a club and you're having a fundraiser or something like that, we can put that in our, our show notes and, you know, get some attention for, for your club. And we want to help uh, promote growing in, in all its forms. Um, it's, it's just a personal note. I'm the publisher and I am looking for manuscripts in the field of alternative education, which could, is a wide area. So it could be coaching, it could be innovative ways to internalize that perfect rowing stroke. Um, so I'm, I'm looking, I just wanted to put that out there. I'm uh, actively seeking manuscripts for uh, books in that area. Uh, and I'd wanted to remind everyone that Ready Row USA is the name of this podcast. We are part of the Rowing Chat Network and the uh, almost 5,000 member rowing, Masters Rowing International group on Facebook. Uh, the producer of Rowing Chat, Rebecca Carrow, is, has just uh, sold her interest in um, Row Perfect, but continues to be involved with that group. So if you'd like to subscribe, you can uh, visit the show notes and and uh, send us a message or just subscribe on YouTube, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. And I think in an upcoming show, I'm going to be talking with the busy shop engineer at Community Rowing, Andy Krumpholt, who uh, he has some great stories of, of, of these spectacular crashes and uh, so forth that happened at uh, the head of the Charles. They fixed a few of them, like the, I think the one university backed into a loading dock and crushed the bow. So we had to do that in a day, you know, fix it in a day. Anyway, so we're gonna do that along with uh, kind of a gadget roundup. So, you know, useful gear that helps you with rowing. So anyway, rowing.chat, All American Rowing Camp and Arshe Cooper, uh, dot com or dot org is it arshacooper.com yeah. Um, yeah thank you so much for being with us and we'll see you in a couple weeks hopefully um, keep keep rowing if you can take care <laughs> All right. thank you thank, thank you, you.